Hello, Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Um, this is my next episode. If you're listening, thanks for listening. I'm here with a comedian. Uh, I was about to say a comedian of mine, but that would have been a bit weird. Um, I'm kind of your comedian. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah. He's a very funny man. You've probably uh, seen him if you've come to watch me before at Coogee. He's the the crown prince of Coogee comedy, I guess Unless you could say. Boy. Crown king, if you want to call him. Nah, it's crown uh, king's Pat Doherty. Oh, okay, crown king's Pat Doherty, crown prince. Uh, it's Alex Malinkovich. Hey. hey! Thank you for having me, Will. Um, Alex, my first question, which I like to ask my guests, is how do we know each other? Uh, how do we know each other? Oh, because you... Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're the ex- you're my excuse for letting new people on at Coogee. <laughs> because you... Uh, came up you came up to pat right yeah you came yeah up to pat yeah it was just but you've already done stand up at that point yeah i've done a little bit of stand up not at a club before yeah but um yeah i've been up i went up to pat yeah that's right that's how we got to know each other is because you asked pat and then also you were super you were super super friendly so we just let you on I was scared of you, it. to be honest, at the first. You were scared of me? Yeah, I thought I had to sort of... I was like, okay, I've, I've sort of won Pat over. Now I've got to win over, like, you know, this, this Pat's sort of, like, part The entourage. Yeah, <laughs> like the other guy. I was like, okay, how do I impress him? And then I told you that I didn't know how to masturbate. And I think that's when I sort of... <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I think that's it as well. I think... No, no, I think... I mean, that maybe... That wasn't... That was definitely one of the first moments where I was like, yeah, Will Gibbs the fucking man. <laughs> like, um... But I think, no, I think it was just because you were so fucking friendly and keen to help out, Um, which is like weirdly uh, rare. Yeah. Well, that surprised me because a lot of people don't seem to want to be helping out. I was like, this is my way into not not having to do like fucked open mics. Yeah, bro. I mean, that's what I did in Brisbane and shit like that. I would. Yeah. Or like even when I came down here, I I would show up early and be like, do you need some help? Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. Yeah, I did that for like cactus juice. I did that for a lot of these rooms. Just because yeah. I was like, oh, I don't know anybody. Let me mm. get out there, be friendly, meet yeah. people. Um, and it, I mean, it works. Just showing people that you're an okay person. Yeah, exactly. Person, people yeah. are, oh, this guy's all right. Because even if you bomb, <laughs> oh, they're yeah. going to be like, oh, well, you know, he's still a nice bloke. Yeah, dude. I forgot who I was talking um, to about this, but there was something we were, t- oh, fuck, who was it? I think it, it may have been Pat, actually. Where it's just like, there's something about just like, even if someone fucking sucks dicks <laughs> on stage, if they're super friendly, it's like, yeah, have them back. They're fun to hang out with. Yeah, bring them. It's like, and it doesn't, they'll pr- uh, they'll probably get better. Yeah, exactly. I mean? Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. And then if they don't, you can just sort of be like, hey man, listen, uh, yeah. you're a great guy. Maybe yeah. let's stick to uh, backstage stuff. Well, there are people that are like our friends that have been doing it and aren't popping, but they're just, really? they're yeah. just great people. So you're like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, go figure it out. It's like. Also, um, I think also it helped that you were banging from the beginning. Like you were funny as shit. Oh, from thank the you. Yeah, I yeah. Well, I tried to be. Yeah, I sort of was pretty fucked. But anyway, um, enough uh, about enough about me. Yeah, well, that's how we that's how we met. Yeah, that's how we met. Um, so obviously, as you said before, you're from Brisbane. Yeah. So before we sort of chat about that, I was wondering, like, when did you sort of s- your interest in performing sort of start? Like, when was it when you were really young or? Bro, I don't even know. Like, um. I feel like it would have been young. Yeah. Yeah, I was I think I always was kind of like performative. Yeah. I think. Which isn't what you usually think of if like Serbian kids. You don't really picture them to be nah. like pe- performative people. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I think it was like uh dude, I'll tell you it probably uh, I don't know. I th- I was just like a silly kid. I don't know. Like um the first like time I remember wanting to do comedy was because 
Um, do you know Russell Peters? Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Russell Peters, he had this, his special, getting, uh, getting passed around at my church. What at the, the fuck? At the Serbian Orthodox... Dude, Serbs what? fuck with Russell Peters. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, Serbs yeah. Serbs really fuck with Russell Peters. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, because he's like, he's like, Indians talk like this, and Serbs are like, that's so true. Because Serbs, <laughs> Serbs... so fucking S- true. Serbs are racist, so they're like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, but, yeah, so that was getting passed around, and it somehow got into my five-year-old hands, or like oh, six-year-old five. hands. Yeah. Wow, yeah. Like, it got given to my sisters, and I saw them watching it, mm. and then... I fucked with it so hard that I watched it again and again and again and again. That's something that actually happened a lot as a kid. That I would like, I would just get obsessed with things and watch them again and again. Mm, yeah, and I loved that special so much that I got the. So I watched it all the time. I had like a little DVD, like a portable DVD player. Yeah. Wherever I went, I took it with me. And then when I couldn't have my DVD player, I ripped the audio from the DVD to my mp3 player so i could just oh, listen wow. to it yeah yeah, yeah yeah that's how much i loved it that's how much i was like this is the funniest shit out um and it got to the point where i remembered all of it like word for word and i, I did it at school like i would do it at lunch times oh yeah i what? would do russell peters at lunch times did you claim it as your own or what no, no 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 no. i would be like there's this comedian i would dude even from the beginning i would show respect i was like <laughs> yeah. i was i was like there's a comedian russell peters and this is kind of he talks about this and then i would be then i would do the bit yeah 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 Oh, so that like is so funny. I, yeah. I practiced doing bits since I was like doing seven. Russell Peters bit. Yeah, doing Russell Peters bits. And then, um, so then, did you realize? Because obviously, then obviously, you're growing up with comedy as a big influence. Did like, because you went to acting school in Brisbane. Yeah. So did you know? Did you think like did that evolve that sort of performative comedy side into oh maybe I want to do acting and then did it go back to like Nah, man, I fucking I, I think that I always so I always wanted to do comedy. I knew that. But I knew that I, I felt like I should go to uni as well. Mm. And the only uni course that I was like, I could see myself doing was the acting course at QUT. Yeah. Which was like this uh, course where you have to like audition for, it's like oh, cool. 14 people get in, 500 people audition or something like wow. that. Wow. A year, some dumb number. Um, and I auditioned kind of as a joke. <laughs> Beca- yeah. Because I just, because that's the thing. I was like, I want to do comedy, but like, mm. I saw that, oh, that's what it was in the, like on the website, it said in the second year you get to do stand-up. Like that was oh, part of the sick. curriculum or yeah. whatever. Um, and I was like, oh, cool. Well, at least there's that. And so I auditioned. I picked my monologues the night before. Was it Russell Peters? No. Nah, <laughs> <I'm not laughs> sure. But no, nah, I literally just went to my drama teacher and I was in grade 12 and she, she God bless her soul, but she wasn't a good drama teacher. But like, oh no. Um, but she just went like, oh, I found these two random ones. From like the most popular plays, like the yeah. most popular Australian plays that every other kid auditioning. Yeah, doing. yeah. Um, and I was like, sick. And I, she gave me those monologues two months in advance. And I learned them the night before just because I was like, that's how not seriously I was taking Yeah. It. I was just like, I, I straight up, because I, I was like, acting's easy. Who gives a fuck? Like, who actually. Yeah, I just rock up and just do it. Straight up. I was like, yeah. say the lines. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then I got to the audition and everybody. Uh, that had then like eventually got into my class was super serious about it. most people oh. most people were like you did you audition for Nido? did you audition for Whopper? I was like I don't even know what those are yeah what yeah, yeah straight yeah. up I was like I'm, I'm not hungry yeah, yeah. No, for real <laughs> yeah. I, I was like oh uh, and I just sort of like politely nod, nodded along but I was like I have no idea what they what the fuck they're talking about and like everybody else had like 
was like already in amateur productions and shit like that. And I was like, oh, no. how? Like, we're all 16, 17. Yeah, what are we doing? Like, yeah. How the fuck did you guys get into... Like, I didn't know that you could do this already. That's how much I fucking mm. didn't know about acting. Yeah. And then I got a call back and then I started being like, oh, fuck. Like, I could actually get into this. Yeah, yeah. And I started being like, maybe I want to be an actor because like I got rewarded for it. Oh, right. So that was the time when you were like, oh, this door's opening. Like, maybe this yeah. is where I want to go into. Yeah, yeah, I was like, oh, maybe I'm good at this. And then I got into it. And I remember I, I, uh, I just being like, this is the happiest moment of my life. Like, this this proves that I'm, um, like, I at least maybe se- semi-good at something. Mm. And it was the happiest moment of my life for, like, a little bit. <laughs> and and then I got into the course and I was like, this is kind of lame. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. Like, I loved it. I loved it. Like, I still had a bang of time, but it's just like, I don't know. Anyone that's gone to acting school, did you go to an acting school? Did you do I any, didn't. like, drama I, courses? I did a lot of that? drama courses at my school. Right. It was a lot of co-curricular stuff. And there was a lot of people like, ma, ma, yeah, ha, yeah. ha, ha. And that it was like, shit? we're going to play um, animals. And you have to, like, pretend to be, what animal? Yeah. When you think of businessman, let's walk around the room. Yeah, we did that yeah. shit. But that's the thing that I couldn't take seriously when I was, like, because I would be, like, 19, 20 years old, and I'd be like, what the fuck are we doing pretending <laughs> we're animals? Like, yeah. I couldn't... And I, kn- I know the whole thing was, like, they would try to encourage you to be like, no, no, it's play. And, like, that's where, like, good acting comes from, I guess, yeah. is, like, believing even the silly shit. Mm. Like, believing, believing like, I'm a giraffe or whatever. Mm. Um, but I just couldn't. I was just like, this is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, you can't couldn't see through it. Yeah, I was just like, let's just do the fucking play. Like, what does this have to do? Because then it would be like, what kind of animal is whatever fucking... Hamlet or whatever and it's like who gives a fuck just let me learn the lines let me learn the lines and then do it I remember there was this girl on my um, on my like we were doing a uh, play and anyway we were like meeting because our school would do plays with um, like other girl schools and this one girl gets up and the question that the drama teacher asked they were like if you had a superpower Mm -hmm. what would your superpower be and why would it be the best superpower like you sort of had to present she gets up what do you think she said what she goes my superpower would be empathy. Bruh. Because, <laughs> like, just to be able to, like, help everyone and know exactly how they feel, like, that's my empathetic power. I'm like, yeah, well, like, you know, if someone's in a burning building, I'm pretty sure I don't need to be empathetic yeah, to know how they're feeling. Yeah, yeah you're um, not going to be able yeah, to save them. This is my superpower when this burning building is going down. That must suck. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's really what that is. Yeah, it's like, help me. It's like, look, I know how you're feeling. I, that looks like it's rough. Yeah. I wouldn't know personally, but I empathize. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so many, so a lot of shit like that. Not as much in my class, but like the, it's like people don't ec- enter acting school insufferable people you know what i mean yeah. oh okay yeah, i think people i think people enter acting school really pure and wanting to yeah. like wanting to do better like work on the craft but i think people get caught up in the bullshit during acting school and leave insufferable people right yeah because Good point. like it it cultivates it that's the thing it just cultivates like a weird environment like you have to like all did you ever do like intimate shares no what are they do you know what an intimate like it's like no it's um basically well for us it was like I can't even remember what like acting um schools of thought this is from. It's like it's like the same shit as like method, I guess. It's right, like getting, yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting in touch with like the real shit. Mm. Um and also to bond the class, uh the fourteen of us one by one would go up and tell a story from our lives that we haven't really told anyone. Oh wow. Okay. Right. And it's supposed to bond everybody. Mm. But 
it gets so fucked up because the teachers eventually start just going like, nah. I remember one teacher literally went like, that's it? Like, <laughs> yeah. We're like, that's all you got? And then someone would, someone would get up and be like, yeah, I got molested or, or whatever, and they <laughs> would get it. and they would get rewarded. No, no, and they would. Oh, and then, right, yeah. And then they'd be like, "Yes, they're, straight <laughs> up, it's so fucked up." They would be like, "Yes, more, 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 more details." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then what fucking happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and then oh. and then specifically the teacher I'm thinking about, she she was all about it. I'd be like, now that's how you fucking do it. And oh. it would ruin people. I yeah, I, to- I dude, I was one of the people that she was like, "That's it," because. I got up and told that because ha- I saw everybody was doing like really fucked stories. Yeah, and I was like, "This is definitely." I was, I was the comedian in the in the class because I was like, "All these people are bombing." <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "I need to go up and lighten this room." Yeah, and I went up and told a happy story about the first time I made my dad laugh. Oh, that's uh, yeah. awesome! Yeah, because it was just like an honest memory. Yeah, this and is something important to yeah. me. It's important to me. And I was like, that doesn't like if 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 these memories were producing like a Patronus, yeah. mine is not any less powerful than yours. Exactly. It's you know just I mean? like a different shape. And I feel like that's a great I've never said that before. And I'm, I feel that's like that's nice. a great metaphor. Yeah. Like yeah. It, because hundred percent it's like it's a, still a powerful memory, just in the opposite direction. And I was telling mine and I everybody was kind of digging it, but I finished it and I was like, um, and yeah, and that was it. And the teacher, she went um, I don't think you understood oh. the point of this exercise. And I was like, I'm, I'm 18. I have nothing bad that's happened. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. Like uh, I can only go to happy memories. Really? That's, I, I, I'm the type of guy that would panic if I got up. I'm like, yeah, I made my dad laugh for the first time, blah, blah, blah. And then the teacher would be like, that it, that's it. And everyone would look at me and be like, oh, and then, um, he, he fucked me. And then he, <laughs> and then he fucked Yeah, yeah, straight up, straight up. Yeah. No, 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 there's more. Yeah, there's more. Like, I, I don't know. There's more. Say. He sold me into slavery after that. <laughs> so, um. <laughs> So then, so obviously, like, you finished all this acting school shit. And then, like, mm. as soon as you finished, were you like, I need to get to Sydney? Like, I need to get out of Brisbane? Like, when when did you yeah. decide to move from, like, Brisbane to Sydney? Come it was, over here. It was at the end of acting school because you had uh, the showcase, which was one in Brisbane, one in Sydney. Oh, okay. And yeah. you would do a theatre piece and a film piece for the agents in Brisbane and in Sydney. Mm. Um, and the Brisbane one was basically just a practice run for the Sydney one. Oh, like, that's actually how they set it up? Like, yeah. they sort of, yeah, okay. Like, yeah. Brisbane agents come, but ultimately, you're just like, fuck these motherfuckers. Yeah. Um, and then you go down to Sydney, you do it, and we did it somewhere in, I think it was, like, Darlinghurst Theatre. I can't even remember. Um, and then you, like, mingle, you talk to agents and stuff like that. Yeah. And then you get an agent, and then you go down to Sydney. That's basically what's expected of wow. you. Wow, yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, if you don't go, you're wasting... Mm-hmm. what you just did for the last three years. Yeah. What they don't tell you is even if you do go, you just finished an acting course. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter what you do. So do, do the, like, do some people rock up and they don't, like agents don't like them and they just sort of don't get. Yeah. Yeah. I think every year has one or two people. It's just so like. Dude, heartbreak. Savage. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like, I don't know. It's like no one can really, it's hard to like, I'll tell you what, nah, I'm not going to lie. You know who that, like, <laughs> I was going to say, like, there, there are people in the class that you're like, look, you're going to get swept up by agents for whatever reason. And there yeah. are people in the class that you go like, y- you're probably going to have to email a couple motherfuckers. That's, that's, that's like, like on my, that's like on like a primary school, like going into high school, you know how like at the end of primary school, they're like, and he will be going to Waverly College. Yeah. Be, that's like, and he will be going to nowhere yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> straight <laughs> up. It's like, fuck. And then like, 
Yeah, 100%. Because, and we had this, oh, this fucking, um, the <laughs> director of the acting school. Yeah, she's uh, very obsessed with numbers, basically. Because she was oh. like, because for our class, she was like, um, none of you are going to leave without an agent. What she didn't say was that it's like some of you are going to get a great agent and some of you are going to get like Barry from down the yeah, street, yeah. Joe, who's like you're going to be a star, like yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and it's like that's and then at the end she was like our year is the first of all the three major acting schools to all get an agent and it's like yeah only six of them got banging ones though yeah yeah um and also I hate that thing of like the top three because it's like Wapa, Nida, and QUT right. But definitely QUT made that up to be like we're number three. Oh, we're in the really? big three. Yeah, yeah. We're Guys, we're number big, three. We're we missed three. out on those because Nida yeah. and Wapa definitely. If you talk to anybody from Nida and Wapa, they're like, oh yeah, we've heard, yeah, we've heard. I of think QUT. so. We've yeah. Heard of QUT, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so. Yeah. yeah. So what you came to? Uh, so after that, you like flew to Sydney and you were just like, I'm, I'm staying here. I'm not coming back. Yeah, because also I didn't want to like. I moved out of home when I was 18, so I moved mm. out of home when I was 18 to go to the city, and then. When I moved, I was like, I don't want to stay. I'm never like I'm never coming back to Brown's Plains, basically. Yeah. I was like, I'm not doing that. Um, and so I was always keen to move to Sydney. And then once I moved to Sydney, I was like, well, if I if I go back now, what was the last three years for? So mm. in the first year it was so hard. Like in the first year, we everybody moved down, and then half of the class went back. Wow. Yeah. They just like because they couldn't get any work. Yeah. Well, they 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 just got disheartened. I reckon by the city. Mm. It's a big city. And you get promised a lot as like an, a young actor coming in. You get promised, like, yeah. that's where all the work is. There's a great community there for you, all this. Mm. And then you get down there and it's just a bigger city with people that care less about you. Where where did you move to? Uh, Dulwich Hill. Okay, I right. Yeah. Um, I did at least. A lot of people moved to Newtown. Some mm. people moved to like here, Rose Bay. Um, but yeah, I think th- I think then a lot of people just got disheartened and were like, fuck this. But with any, I think with anything, you just got to have to stick it out. Like, I ended up staying here for, I mean, this is my third year now. And I love Sydney. But, yeah, it, but it took like a year and a half. And it also took stand-up. It took stand-up and like, because you have to find a community down here. Mm. Actors don't give a fuck. Dude, actors, as much as they're like, we have a community down here. It's like, yeah, but you're all in hella competition with each other oh yeah you're all it's like we're a community and then it's like well, well, oh you, you need help with that audition yeah sure they yeah, say yeah. it's the same one. Oh, yeah exactly yeah. or it's like oh they go oh where'd you get that audition from and it's like <laughs> oh actually from this it's an open and it's like okay cool so it's an open one so mm. i can do it as well like, yeah, yeah yeah it's a lot of that shit so uh whereas the comedy community is a, a little bit more real it feels like you're actually part of something yeah, well, because um, there's more spot. Like, there's it's not just like there's one spot a night. Yeah, it's like you know there's yeah. ten or twelve or whatever, and you're getting to know people and shit. So like, yeah, um, that's that's yeah. So I moved to Sydney, yeah, three years ago, and I'm still going strong. I don't think I'm ever going to go back to Brisbane. And did you? So was your first set that you did was that in Brisbane or was that in Sydney? In Brisbane. And what was that like? Like, Dope. it was actually that whole thing of like, um, like everybody's first gig sucks mine rocked oh sick mine rocked but uh then the next like 15 sucked (laughs) but like i was already like oh fuck do it again but like (coughs) i wanted to oh this was after one of the i think this was after one of the intimate shares actually i did my first gig oh wow yeah yeah yeah. because i this teacher fucking hated me because like she didn't think i had like a good uh didn't think i had good access to my emotions Mm. And she probably would have been right. 
But also, I was like eight. I was eighteen, so I was like, I don't know really how to cry yet. Like, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, what the fuck? Like, yeah. I don't know how to draw on that. Um, and one day, she like, I think it was after the intimate shares. She pulled me aside and she was like, "Just so you know, I don't think you should be here." What? Yeah. And I was like, "Fuck!" And I remember wanting to impress this bitch so much. Yeah, being like, "I'm gonna." Yeah, prove you wrong. Yeah, yeah, but like it hurt so much because also it felt like when you enter something like that and you're it's kind of exclusive because you're one of 14 people mm. it's really easy to get imposter syndrome and feel like a fraud like feel like you oh haven't, yeah 100 like yeah. you don't deserve to be there and for someone to kind of just say it yeah it's like oh shit it confirms yeah. all the insecurity that you're, yeah so it hurt like a motherfucker and uh i remember walking by the there's this open mic night called magic mike in brisbane um and it was in on Petrie Terrace. And I remember walking by it and I knew that it was a sign-up. I think it was the only sign-up in Brisbane at the time. Yeah. Um, just signed up on the night. And I walked by it. And I remember being like, after that fucking awful day of acting school, I was like, I should probably... F- I wanted... This is for real the thought. I was like, I should find out if I'm bad at everything that I want to do. <laughs> and then... I but that's like, good though. Going into it with a sort of a negative... Not negative, but sort of being like, fuck, having like zero... Saying fuck it? Yeah. Yeah. It was the ultimate fuck it. I, but this is the thing. I went like I went in, and I was kind of, like the first thing I was like, I'm gonna scope it out. I'm gonna scope it out, see, and maybe I come back next week. Yeah. Right. And this comedian Brisbane, Chris Martin, real good, good real good dude, real funny. Um, was he saw me like scoping it out, and he's like, Hey man, you are you a comedian? And I was like, Nah, bro, I just came to watch. And he was like, I'm putting you up. What? Yeah. He's like, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put your name down. Do you have material? I was like, I've got a couple of jokes. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I'm putting your name down. And then, yeah, and that was my first gig. And it was banging. So you had, you had, you had no intention of getting on stage? No, I don't think so. I remember just being like, I'm going to just come through and like... See ju- what it's ju- like. Just see what's up. Like, mm. get the vibe. Mm. And then come back next week. Because I already had like, maybe like three minutes of jokes. Or something oh, like wow. That, like, yeah. Ready, um, that I'd been thinking about. But like, yeah. And then it just took him just throwing me into the deep end. That's sick. And that was my first gig. There's a photo of it somewhere. Someone took a photo of it. I can't remember what day it was. Um, but yeah, that, w- that was like four years ago now. Wow. Yeah. And then, so what... Yeah, I'm kind of the same. I remember not really... I'm sort of waiting for... Oh, it sounds terrible, but like I'm waiting for like my massive bomb, mm-hmm. you know, where it's just everyone hates me and I get off stage and I sort of feel sick. You haven't bombed like, yet? I haven't like bombed mm-hmm. where like I've never got laughs. The, the the worst bomb I probably had was one time at Coogee mm-hmm. where I got a couple chuckles uh-huh. and then my closing joke, which I thought was going to crush, got nothing. Yeah, and then right. I had to end it. Yeah, that's always hard. Yeah, because I because no, I was I was like, oh okay, it's not going well, but I'm going to win them over on this joke. Yeah, nice. bang, nothing. Right. It was even a, oh really? Yeah, and I was like, thank you guys so much. Damn, dude. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Yeah, yeah which no, wasn't that's great. the worst. I, that's the thing. It's like, so you, if, oh, that's not that bad of a bomb though. So you're waiting for like the... Nothing, nothing, nothing. nothing. Yeah, that's going to change you. Yeah. Ex- how, do you want to, have you ever had that before? Yeah. I th- like, I think, uh, dude, I've had that a couple, espe- dude, especially in Brisbane. Oh, really? That's a common occurrence in Brisbane. Yeah. If you talk to any Brisbane comic that comes down <coughs> to Sydney, everybody's like, oh, like you take, like, it's like you're super chill on stage or whatever, like you're comfortable. It's like, because I've seen the worst of it. Like... <laughs> It's like there's nothing, there's nothing you can do to me at this point. Like oh, no matter, really? Fuck. No, no matter how bad a crowd is, mm. 
it's like I feel like at this point I'm like, nah, I've, I've definitely bombed enough to in like in awful conditions to just be like, ah, fuck it. But like Brisbane, there was specifically one room called the Boundary Hotel. Nothing. Like you just really? you would get nothing. What did the room look you were like? Killing. Uh, it was, dude. It was at at the beginning. It was downstairs in this like long rectangular room that had like barstool set up at the front, um, and maybe like four people would be watching. But otherwise, it's a functioning bar with a smoking area right next to the stage. Yeah, yeah. Like and like uh, pokies area right next to the stage on the left. And also, it was really busy. Area. It was hugely busy, but just no one was watching the comedy, and yeah. it was so open that like even if people laughed, you couldn't really hear them. And then as a remedy to that. They moved it upstairs, which was outside, and it made Ooh. it so much worse. Yeah, um, and that was like, if you killed at the Boundary Hotel, that was a great night. That was like an amazing. Yeah, night. I remember the amount of times at the Boundary, specific, uh, specifically one time where I've never seen this before, but every comic on the lineup afterwards all hugged each other. Like, oh, because oh, it's such a big. Because it was such. It was su- no, no. It was because everybody ate dicks like oh, oh, right so hard right, they were yeah. like fuck this man everybody kind of hugged each other it's like it's gonna be okay oh I thought it was the opposite I thought it was like we all crushed man hug it no, out no, no. like let's never go ha- never happened at the Boundary Hotel man. oh wow yeah um, yeah no Br- Brisbane definitely I think it was um, it the thing about like um, this is like the worst part of a bomb though it isn't even like your jokes not going how you thought they were gonna go the worst part of a bomb is when you get off stage and other comedians won't like even look around you, like when they like yeah. they don't want to touch you because they're mm. afraid that like your bomb will rub off on them. <laughs> yeah, it's like contagious. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what's gonna fuck you up when you feel that for the first time. Well, I actually don't know what to say because I obviously like you know I'm I come and watch Kuji every week mm. or, or perform there, and like if I do see someone bomb, I actually don't know the etiquette in terms of how to because it's is it like. Because I don't know if I like turn to them and be like, you went, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, that's what I feel like I'd say. I just would be like, it's, I'll tell you what, it's easier to mask it at Coogee because like any, there's like a number of reasons someone can bomb at Coogee. Yeah. Like at Coogee, it's like, it can be an audience thing a lot of the time because it's like a weird audience a lot of the week. Sometimes they're on, sometimes they're off. Um, So a great comedian can go up at Coogee and bomb. Yeah. It's like, so it's like, that's, I, it happens less there, like in terms of people being like, oh, fuck, I don't want to touch you. But like, if it's a hot night and someone bombs, then it's, that is shame. Yeah. I, <laughs> I still haven't figured out. How, I just, I just kind of, I guess I'd make, I know, I have no idea what to do. I still don't know what to do. I still tre- treat people regular. I'm still like, hey, what's up? That was good. But they know. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, maybe you just treat it like, oh, dude, like, not, those those but, jokes were funny. Well, it's not even like, but it's like, I'll tell you what it is. If it's a comedian friend, like, of yours, and, like, if you know they're good, it is just one of those, like, sorry, dude, tonight was just not your night. Like, that's Yeah, it. you can actually say that. Yeah, it's, then you can be honest about it, because you're like, I've seen you a bunch of times, I know mm, you're funny. Yeah. It's like, it's just a shit night for you. That's mm. it. Everybody gets one every now and again. Yeah. Whatever. But then if it's someone you don't know, it's like, I don't want to, if it's someone you don't know, it's almost like, I don't have to say anything, so yeah. I won't. Yeah, exactly. I'm, yeah, I straight up have no reason to talk to you anyway. So, <laughs> yeah, it's just, I remember sometimes like when you or Pat put up new people, mm. and there's a part of me that just desperately wants them. Oh, this is gonna sound so terrible, but I just want them to go really badly. Yeah, because I'm like I want to be like the new person on the block. You know, yeah, that just sounds. Yeah, I know yeah, that yeah, sounds yeah, terrible, yeah. but no, it's no, like, yeah, that makes sense. I I want to be like the the new person rather than like. 
No, I think everybody has that to a degree, like wanting to wanting some people to go badly. Yeah. <laughs> which is like I get like Dave Chappelle has that thing that he talks about, which is like um watching another comedian on stage is like watching someone fuck your bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like you just stare at him going, Nah, I fuck her better. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think everybody has like one of those one of those moments where it's like if someone's killing it like unless they're your friend. Party, party! You guys like this motherfucker. Yeah, who the fuck is this yeah. guy? Yeah, and yeah, I get that being new and other new people. Like, I want who are, like I mean, is there anyone else like that started around the same time as you? Do you want to call um, someone out? <laughs> no, fuck no, I don't want to call anyone out just because I, I don't know anyone that started at the same time as me. Mm-hmm. Maybe, oh no, I guess I don't know. I just think I'm very slow. Like I haven't like done many many other rooms yet, so mm-hmm. I'm just still learning how to actually like go through and yeah, right. um, try and get like I've been asked to do a couple other rooms, which is nice. Nice, like Sneaky Possum is good. Oh, you're gonna do? Oh yeah, you've done Sneaky on the Possum, 14th yeah. of September. I think I've got another one. Nice, fuck which yeah. is cool. But um, yeah, it's kind of like a bit. You know, I'm so, sort of up in the air at the moment with it all. But I really like the Australian comedy scene in our group yeah. or like or like yeah that group but in terms of like the upper group the people that are like making all the money yeah like the big aussie comedians yeah, yeah. i mean we've talked about this before it sort of sucks it's nowhere near the same as america where like yeah. you'll see big comedians take you know them and let them open for them it's yeah dude it's that's a um that's so true yeah we've talked about this before where it's like it's really hard to have heroes in australia yeah Exactly. Like, all my heroes are American comics. Mm. Like, there's... I mean, obviously, there's, like, the Australian goats, which is, like, Will Anderson, right? Yeah. Everybody's like, Will Anderson bangs. Yeah. I love Will Anderson, mm. right? But it's like, that's really the only dude you can point to and be like, that's a that's a hero of mine. Carl Barron might be another one. Carl Barron, but it's like, Carl Barron doesn't gig anymore. Yeah, he's just retired and will put out a special, like, yeah. once every three years. It's yeah. like, Carl Barron doesn't do shit. It's like, otherwise, who are you getting? Like, fucking the dudes from Fat Pizza or whatever the fuck? It's like, <laughs> these are my heroes. It's, yeah. It's so hard to have, like, genuine, like, people to look up to in Australia. And I think the people on top also feel that, that the young people don't look up to them. Yeah, which is why it's like all you have to do is like come and come to places like Kuji and like those like other like op- like not open much but like you know other the other comedy nights. Yeah, and just like come and be like, oh, you know, I, I just want to see if anyone here would be interested in doing a show. I'm, you know, opening for yeah. me at the Fringe Festival because I always get like other big people to open for them and do like double shows. It's like the fuck is happening here? Yeah, no, it no one no one takes no one from the like upper echelon feels like they're taking risks. Yeah. Which is, I think, why young people don't fuck with them. Because it's like, it feels too, they feel so safe anyway. It's like, you figured out your fan base. It's the 30 to 45s. Mm. They're buying tickets. You're happy. You don't really yeah. want to push the envelope any further than that. It's paying the bills. Don't fuck with the money. Yeah. Like, I get that, but it's boring. Mm. For like the next generation, there's yeah. nothing to aspire to there. It's cool. It's, it, there's something to aspire to in that, <coughs> oh, awesome. You've made a living out of this. Mm. Like, you figured out how to pay your bills. But, I'm never like, man, you've seen Lawrence Mooney's new album? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Bruh. Yeah, Dude, holy crap. Husey's? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Husey's actually all right. But it's like, again, even then you're like, opening for Husey would be more of a novelty. They'd be like, wow. Yeah, it's not like a creek. It's not like he would constantly be bringing you on the road as like this sort of thing. It'd be like this one-off, yeah. like, yeah, you've got Husey. There are people that I would want to open for. Like, I, dude, and I can't, ex- like, straight up, I would love to open for Arj Barker. And I know he's part of, like, the yeah. the crew of people that we're talking about. But everybody has their 
old dude that they look up to. Mm. I reckon it's oh, like for whatever sick. reason they just ca- they just caught you at a time in your childhood or whatever yeah. the fuck. But it's like for me, it's Will and Arj Barker. Mm. Those two pop for whatever reason. And I yeah. know when I watch them now, I'm like, yeah, like it's. It, I definitely liked you more when I was a teenager or whatever the fuck. And now I've watched a lot more comedy. And I'm doing it myself, so it's like, yeah, it. I don't, I don't fuck with it as much now, but still, it's like these. To me, I'm like, they're goats. Tell you who mine is Anne Edmonds. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, she's yeah. the funniest person. I think I reckon she. But again, like, is she up up or is she like middle up or like? Cause I think she's up up. Yeah, I'd classify her as up. Yeah, up. she's so fucking funny. But it just, it just does does suck when it just because I don't understand. Maybe it's genuinely my inexperience, but I genuinely don't understand the whole like comedy race like the circuit like where where are you trying to like what are all these gigs trying to lead to like what is the goal of yeah that's a good point to break through like to like what would you like how would you see sort of the goal of of breaking out in comedy like how do you see that that path i i think i straight up think everything's online now like yeah i don't think you can be doing just gigs and gigs and gigs and gigs Mm. and expect to get um super successful like that yeah i think some people can probably still crack it like that but the like the top tier shit is all comics that have a good online presence right now yeah like neil kohatka yeah it's like neil kohatka's done it really well like he's he's been able to do uh both things yeah and and they feed into each other which is sick all those guys like frenchie yeah frenchie's another one yeah. yeah um uh fucking as much as uh, as much as the yeah no the fucking I don't fuck with the comedy of Isaac Butterfield but he's done it well yeah exactly he he like just randomly I'm pretty sure because I'm not sure with Neil and Frenchie but they seem to like have done some sort of comedy before online whereas Isaac yeah. Butterfield just did YouTube and then was like was he more like oh I might now just do stand up I That's, guess so I don't yeah know. I've I've no idea I've no, I've no but it's like I've seen it and I'm just like it's look it's not for me. I heard he made 250 grand in a weekend. Yeah, bro, that's what I'm saying. I respect the dude's business acumen. It's fucked. Yeah. Um but yeah, I think that's the next. Even like dude, and but going and this is what I'm saying, it's like it's hard to have heroes in a show. It's like those guys are good examples, but the best example is like Andrew Schultz in America. Oh, like, dude, Andrew he's Schultz, insane. So good at online content. All of those dudes right now is like so good at online content. Yeah. It's like that's where the fan base is. Mm. Getting to people that can't just be in your fucking 50 to 70 seater club is so important and i think um this i think also the sooner people realize that the better the comedy industry is going to get mm. like for just the individual comedian and like being able to like uh what do you call it? like link up with each other and sort of like make other videos yeah. like content because then then it, i'll tell you what then it, it feels like less of a competition because you can be like hey let's make shit together mm. because it's no longer like a race to who can get the agent or whatever the fuck. yeah it's like, or who can open for who? It's like, fuck it. We're, so we're everything now. Yeah, we are. We've got, it's, this is our phone. Like, yeah. we've got it right here. We're the producer, writer, yeah. agent. We're all of that. Mm. Let's make shit together. Yeah. I think the more people get onto that boat, um, the better the comedy industry is going to be for the individual. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And I think it's even like trying to convince, I mean, like, I don't know how this is even possible. Even trying to convince like, production companies or whatever to like you know give money to creators that are just not going to put it on tv like the usual mainstream way but to like put a lot of effort into videos like that might just go on instagram or might just go on other like smaller yeah apps like well not smaller apps but yeah yeah dude. it's like well i mean a lot of people 
are now paying a crazy amount of money for people to make TikTok content and shit like that. Oh, it's God. Like, there's so much money in it and so much attention. And I think it's just going to take one person with a bunch of money to come through and change the fucking game. Yeah. And skew it more towards that way. Mm. Um, but that's just me. I, I don't think you can make... Because, like, you could... Dude, there are really good stand-ups. There are very, very, very fucking good stand-ups that are just doing the circuit and they're, like, 45 or whatever the fuck. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like they just never, they just never like popped off. Some of my heroes are fucking just like haven't popped off in the way I want them to pop off, and I think it's because they have too much stake in just how the industry is as is, and they just haven't yeah. taken some power back for themselves. Because if they did, dude, it would be crazy. Yeah, it's like that awkward. They were almost like when they were coming through, it wasn't a thing, and now they're like, oh, they haven't like they're not really fully aware of yeah. like social media, and now it's the big thing. It's like what the fuck? Like they just sort of like zoom, zoom, yeah. just flip flopped. Yeah. But um, yeah, I always think that I'm always I'm always thinking like how how is it possible for people like Inspired Unemployed for example mm. right like they they're huge yeah. on Instagram and it, you almost think like if they did a TV show would people enjoy it as much as their Instagram videos or is it more just a thing where like it's sort of their like that's like their branch out like how are they man I don't know yeah it's kind of a crazy like I don't know if I like oh fuck who knows man I. They're the guys that do, like, dance videos and shit like that, right? Yeah, they do, like, those sort of comedy, short comedy skits, like summer dancing. Yeah, or, you right. know, like a cricket, like, you know, like, those sort of, like, Australian slangy sort of yeah, right. videos. I mean, maybe, maybe you could put, uh, like, I have no idea. But even then, it's like, are the inspired, unemployed audience going to turn on TV? Yeah, because they're mainly, like dads that find it a bit funny and might send it to their kids and then it's yeah. mainly like the kids sort of like the younger kids that are like oh this is so true i've yeah. you know taken a big shit before <laughs> or like you know what i mean like <laughs> that's like how it sort of yeah works i guess yeah well I'm, i don't know i some i think it's cool though i think it's cool mm. i i'm really i have a bunch of respect for anybody doing some online shit i'm trying oh, to of do course a, I'm yeah i'm trying to do a little bit more um Shit's hard. Shit's difficult. That's why I'm yeah. like, cool. I love anyone that's just chump- like uh, churning out a bunch of content. I think that's cool. Mm. Um, especially now because like there's fuck all stage time going around. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. There's nothing. That's yeah. why like, yeah, like the lineup the other night's like so be busy, like so many people trying to hop on. Yeah, straight up. So it's like there's, I, th- I think now more than ever, it's like shows get online because then all the, co- all the comics that already had an online presence, their money didn't stop coming in. Yeah. It's fucking cool. They just stop their live. Yeah, because it's the thing of like the live, you need to like make a fan base, but then you need to make it live. So it's almost, you're in an advantage if you've been a comic before and then you go online. Yeah. Because when you make the money, which is getting people to your shows, Mm. you've already got that talent to keep it going. Whereas some people might find it difficult if they like just did online stuff. Yeah. And then they're like, fuck, how do I actually, like, what do I do now? There's examples of that. Like fucking, um, I love Sushi Mango. Do you know who Sushi Mango Sushi is? Sushi Mango, no. They're like um they're like the other super wog, basically. Okay, right, yeah. Like the the wog comedy. Basically. Oh, they're not Asian. No, 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 no. Oh. Su- super wog's wog. No, Sushi. Oh, Sushi Mango. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, no, no. I don't know where they got the name from. I have no Oh, idea. wow, yeah. That's okay, a good yeah. point. Yeah. But no, I no, I have no idea where they got the name from. I just know that yeah, they they do wog comedy. It's like mm. wog dads talk like this. Greek dads like yeah, what are you classic, yeah. yeah. Matamaros, all that kind yeah, of shit. Yeah, yeah. And it's like it's silly and it makes me laugh because I'm like haha, my dad, right? Like, yeah. that's all and it's simple. I'm not like dude, sushi mango. Like I'm not yeah, but, bro. but yeah. I'm like haha, like it's a formula that works. Mm. Um 
but uh, I went and saw them live at the Enmore Theatre with Eloise, and they fucking sucked. Really? They were rough to watch. What did they? What did they do? They did sketches, but they did like stage. They tried to do their sketches, but like an amateur theater version of them. Oh, which was so fucking strange. Yeah, like it, it, it was one of those things where I was like, "Oh, you can't edit your way out of this one." <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, and that I had we had to leave it intermission. We no, had, yeah, we had, just because it's like I want to keep a good perspective of you, or yeah, because I was like, I, I fuck with your stuff. I don't want to ruin this. Yeah, because like everything was kind of like. Welcome to my fish and chip shop. And then they would oh. stay there for eight minutes. And you'd be like, there's not enough comedy in this. Yeah. But what was crazy to me is they were getting like rounds of applause. No, no. But th- but no, no. But this is, wh- this is, I'll tell you what, and this is why that should be encouraging is that there is an audience for everything. <laughs> That's why oh, that should make you feel good. Is my, yeah. Okay, cool. I can probably still make it then. That's yeah. That's so because it's like when you look at the experts of sketch or yep. like you know people like there's a theater called ITS Improv Theater Sydney yep. that are like the best improvisers in Australia, mm. and like they have like the all these courses and stuff like my mate does, mm. and they tell you like you know you want to be doing like you know two to three minute sketches max like find the humor like yeah. you know like they're really quick and then they yeah you see like people that have a great online presence do it wrong mm-hmm. and still get sort of like this big and it just makes mm-hmm. you think like fuck like yeah. what the fuck is happening dude it's it's a lottery it's straight up a lottery yeah. some people just kill it on one so mm. it's like I, I have no idea it's i think it's it just comes back to one of those things that's just keep making shit like neil kalhatkar was making shit when he was like i don't even know how fucking young yeah there's like that really it. young yeah, yeah video um i think like the okay, the goats. So I reckon like the goats of sketch at the moment in mm. Australia, particularly are Auntie Donna. Oh yeah, Auntie Donna banks. Like Auntie they Donna crush. Auntie Donna's figured out a way to like just make it so fun again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But then I think like I can't honestly think of any. I think there's a real gap mm-hmm. or, or niche, I should say, like for people to exploit like this. Yeah, real gap in in Australian thing, which is there's no real like big sketch trips. Like you can think of it in America. You've got you mm-hmm. had like um. Key and Peel and all of them. Yeah, you had like Mad TV or like what all the all those other sketch shows. Yeah, yeah. SNL, Tony, yeah. Ro- uh, Tim Robinson that did that Netflix yeah. show. Like all these big things or the characters. Like I don't know all these stuff. And then Australia, like I can't really think of any like big nah. sketch people other than Auntie Donna. Nah, straight up, dude. A sketch show would be so. I want to do a sketch show so fucking bad. It would be so there's, funny. There's like there's like the feed. There's that they do sketches. The feed. Yeah, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't heard of them. Yeah, which, that's, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Is like, there's no widespread like sketch. It's like we used to have great panel shows. Yeah, dude. Australia used to Chasers was the goat. Yeah, dude. Good News Week. Oh yeah, Good bro. News Week. Uh, dude, I met what the fuck. Um, I how am I forgetting his name? Uh, Paul McDermott. Yeah, yeah. I met Paul McDermott at the comedy store, and I nearly fucking cried because he's another hero. That's another hero. Yeah. I'm like, bro, I used to watch you so much when I was 13. Um, and we just fucking, can I, dude, can I tell you a story? This yes, is, please. This is when I was like, oh, awesome. There are good men in this world. Like there are good, <laughs> there are good giants. Yeah. Right? Cause Paul McDermott, he did this, like, I think it was like a charity gig or like a, a fundraiser for some sort of like environmental awareness or something yeah. like that. Um, and we went and saw it. Um, Ollie Twist was, um, one of the performers. Yeah. Paul McDermott was hosting. Uh, Ollie knew that I loved Paul McDermott. Ollie went up to Paul McDermott and was like, just so you know, my friend over there, Alex, he's kind of in love with you. 
and then he was like, oh, okay, cool, like, sort of, like, whatever. Me and Ollie out the front later. Paul McDermott comes out, and he's like, hey, are you the one that's in love with me? And I was like, hey, man. I was like, dude, I wouldn't say in love, okay? I just, <laughs> I was like, I think you're cool. I'm, I'm a big fan. And he was like, do you want to take a photo? I was like, bro, I would love to take a photo. We took a photo. Um, I and this was the craziest. This is what I'm saying by, like, they're a good giants. Um, while Ollie, like, was getting the camera ready to take the photo, um, Paul and I are, like, arm in arm like this. And he goes, hey, man, can you be honest with me for a second? And I was like, yeah, what's up? And he's like, do I still got it? And I was like, bro, you're the king. I was like, yeah, you got it. And he was oh. like, cool. And we took the photo. Dude, such a small, intimate moment. Yeah, wow. But crazy. And I was like, this is a good man. That would, that, I haven't felt that then. So ge- genuine. Yeah. So, wow. How did you, my stomach would have sank. I would have been like, fuck. Dude, uh, but I'll tell you what, it's, it, it did. Because I was just like, you're, that's crazy that you're Paul McDermott and you still get that feeling where you're like, mm. I hope I'm good. Yeah. It's like, you're arguably one of the most famous comedians in this bitch. And he's like, oh, am I still funny? Yeah. yeah. To me, who he's just met. Like, yeah. doesn't, it's like, my opinion shouldn't mean anything to this motherfucker. Yeah. It just proves, yeah, that he actually cares what his fans think. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. It's, that was crazy. Wow. I, I have that photo. I still haven't posted it. Cause I'm just like, this one's just for me. This is, yeah. That's yeah. so nice. Yeah. Like yeah. keeping it for yourself. Yeah. I think like, you know, oh, I'm going to be treading water here, but like, I I think when I do my stand-up, because a lot of my stuff is like gay-related jokes, yeah. but I'm just trying to think if, you know, what to lean into, because I don't know if the whole like gay community would even like my stuff. Do you know what I mean? It's this awkward moment where like, I'm almost just using my gayness <laughs> <laughs> as like a um weapon for like more of like a straight, person i'm doing air quotes by mm-hmm. the way I, I, a straight quote a straight like a straight audience gay person yeah yeah like a straight audience and like it kind of feels a bit weird you know what i mean like being sort of like a a gateway for or, or almost like um yeah being like a gateway for straight people into the lgbt community or like i just i trying to appease to like a broader crowd and i think like because you know you see some like queer comedians that are like they are adored within the LGBT crowd, yeah. but not so much in like a broader sense. Mm-hmm. Does that make any sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that makes sense. How do you feel about that? Yeah, mm, I just feel like if I did my usual routine about you know my teacher fucking me and mm-hmm. like oh when you're, you when you become more of a faggot you move to grinder and stuff <laughs> like that like if, if sort of like a real like hardcore queer crowd heard that they'd mm-hmm. be like. Using the F word for laughs, like right. trivializing gay matters. Yeah, I, oh man, that's that's hard. Because I just don't feel a part. I think like my my whole identity is that I just being gay and I don't feel a part of the LGBT community at all. But that's valid, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it feels valid, but it just feels very like isolating almost in a sense because I'll never fully relate to straight people, but that's yeah. like the closest I get to relating to people. But I, yeah, 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 yeah. I but it's like, isn't like your? I know this is gonna sound so lame, but isn't like, if it's your. I don't want to say like truth, but like yeah, you know what I mean. Like mm. if you're coming at it from like that's your version of being gay. Exactly. Yeah, that's like a nice way to put it, I guess. Who's someone? Who's anybody to tell you that like you're not mm. representing the gay community? Exactly. I mean, yeah. I mean, I've 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 had this one kid that used to go to my school. 
and and he would say stuff like, you know, if you're using this sort of humour to get laughs, mm. um, that is just completely trivialising the gay struggle and you're making us look like a mockery and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, okay, like, thanks. I'll, I'll be sure to uh, use that when I'm on stage. Do you feel like a mockery? No, I don't feel like a mockery, but I do sometimes feel like, okay, is this just a cheap joke like that you know, I don't feel that attached to that I just know is going to get a laugh, right. you know? And it's almost like, oh, this is weird. But like, I don't know if you feel this, but going on stage, mm-hmm. that high of being on stage yeah. I, is met with the biggest low as soon as I come off. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, damn, everything I set up there is just like trivial. Like it used to be like a fun thing that I would get enjoyment from. Yeah. Like, oh, I, I could make myself laugh with this. Mm-hmm. But now that it's out there into the world and it's theirs, yeah. like their thing, it sort of doesn't feel like mine anymore. And right. it feels like I've like given them a part of myself and then now I'm sort of nothing. Interesting. Like you're selling your soul. Yeah. Sort of like I'm selling my soul. God, this has become an intimate share. No, no, <laughs> it, it is. But like, uh, but also it's like, I would say that um, everybody that starts out is only doing trivial shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, You'll, you'll figure it out. Like everybody, you have to go through transformations where you end up coming up stage and be like, oh, I fucking hated that. Like mm. the set that you used to love. Yeah. Now you're like, none of this is funny. Fuck this entire thing. The amount of 10 minute sets I've thrown out. Just because yeah. I'm like, dude, at this point, I feel like I've written like four hours just because yeah. I've just been like, nah, fuck this. This isn't funny anymore. And I didn't save it. I was just like, that's mm. not funny anymore. Throw it away. That's not funny anymore. Throw it away. Because at some point you're just like, I get it. At some point you feel like, um, you're dancing. Yeah. It feels like, oh, is this really what I want to be like yeah. saying? Like, do I want to be this sort of comedian? And then you're like, yeah, you're like, oh, this is funny, but fuck, I hate saying it. Or mm. I was, like, yeah, I, what were you going to say? Oh, no, no, you go. I was just going to say like, it's just um interesting. I don't know. It's yeah. interesting to f- those, those conflicts, you know? Yeah. Well, that's what makes you a better comedian mm. as well. Mm. Like, and it's good that you're having that early on as well, because I think, I think I didn't feel that until like my first year. Like wow, after yeah. my first year, I was like, I should probably change some of these jokes. <laughs> yeah. Just because I was so afraid of not being funny. Like I was so afraid of uh, taking a risk and changing mm. shit. And then eventually I think you realize that um, even like if you start, if you, this is, if you don't stop telling the same jokes, not only do you start to find them less funny, the audience starts to find them less funny. Even if it's their first time hearing mm. it, which is weird. It's like they can tell. Yeah, they can see the aura. Like, uh, uh, bro, especially at Coogee, like, uh, the aura you bring on stage is so important. Like, if you walk on, like, yeah, me, like, yeah. get fucking ready. Yeah. Then it's like, oh, fuck, this is funny. Like, yeah. that's what, like, you and, and Kyle and, and, like, Billy Darcy, Conchetta, all those people are just so mm. good at just, like, they, you walk on and it's just like, this is like, oh, fuck, I need to listen to this person. Yeah. Whereas yeah. I tried to do this little joke, like, a couple of weeks ago at Coogee, where, like, I purposely wanted to trip over the one of the foliage we've got at Coogee, this fucking like foliage on the yeah, stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, you know, it'd be funny. I, I trip over it. Mm. So anyway, I trip over it like and knock it down. And then everyone's like, oh, fuck this yeah. kid. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. shit, he knocked now it they over. Don't trust you. Yeah. And now yeah. I got up and I was like doing my bits. And, you know, I was like, and I was like why aren't they laughing mm. as much? And I was yeah. like, is it because I fucking knocked the tree? Like, is yeah. that it? And then I was like, yeah, that was probably it. It's weird how sensitive that like an audience can be to that shit. Though. Yeah. It's like, I I had that even uh, fucking recently with uh, when I got up and I was taking, this is like a classic fucking thing, but it's like I was taking the mic out of the mic stand. And while I was doing that, 
the mic uh, lead dropped out. Oh, God, yeah. And I couldn't get him back. Because they were just like, I th- everybody tensed up. Like, everybody yeah. tensed up, and then I tensed up. Yeah. And I wasn't relaxed and just being me. I couldn't yeah. just be like, I'm chilling, this is me, who I am, whatever. I, I remember being like, no, 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 no. Like, I even I was playing catch-up, I'd be like, no, no, I don't want to lose you. I'm Dude, I'm chill. Right? Yeah, but come on, guys. Yeah, yeah, come on. It was just a moment. But everybody felt it, which made me feel it. Mm. It's a whole thing. Because, yeah, I don't know how to even deal with that. You just be like, okay, grow up. I dropped the mic. Yeah. But then is it like, what if no one reacted to that? And exactly. then you're like, oh, God. Yeah, then you're digging it. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like, it's almost better to just not address it sometimes. Just be like, bop, bop, back up, continue going. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, they're so sensitive to it. Fideli from the Sit Down Comedy Club used to talk about it um, of like uh, for material. Where it's like every time you say the same joke, it's like a photocopy of a photocopy of a photocopy. Oh, which cool. Which is like yeah. the details start going out. Yeah. And I think that's what makes it less and less funny is like the look in your eyes is so somehow so important mm. when you're saying something you think is funny. Yeah. And they can tell that. And then there's like a bond. Like, ah, oh, fuck with this guy. Yeah. But when when there's like, when it's just dead... And you're do you're rehearsing it basically. Yeah, people are like what the fuck. If yeah. you get like shark eyes and shit like that, it's just yeah. I, people don't connect to it. People they can laugh, but it's not like it's not the same anymore. Oh, that yeah, that damn yeah, that is. I, I hate yeah. The awe is just like so important, and I hate sometimes when you're just like sort of not feeling it, but you really want to get up, and it's like I can't wash this feeling of like not wanting to do it. Yeah, but that's why I feel like when I get off stage. Okay, this is, again, going to sound so negative. Mm. Maybe you agree or disagree. But, like, I'm not exactly myself when I'm on stage. I'm, like, a version of myself. Like, the stage version. And then when people afterwards, not that this happens a lot, Mm. but, you know, occasionally someone will come up and be like, oh, dude, you were so, you were really funny just then. Mm -hmm. And it's sort of, I sort of don't feel anything. Like, I don't feel, like, when some people compliment me, Mm -hmm. I feel really good. But Mm -hmm. in those moments, I sort of am like, you liked that but that wasn't exactly who I was. Yeah, right. Or it's just like, oh, thank you. And I just, okay, I just wish I felt the compliments a little more than I do. Yeah, right. Do you feel like, if, if someone comes up to you after a show and they're like, dude, you, that was so funny, thank you. Hmm. Do you, like, how do you feel? Um, I think I used to feel how you feel. Yeah. I think I used to feel like, oh, you, I, th- I think that comes from knowing that you're pretending a little bit. Yeah. Do you feel like that sometimes? As in, like, I'm not doing the comedy I should be doing? Yeah. Um, sometimes. I think, you know what it is? I think it was just because, like, as we were just talking about, like, old jokes, I think it was, I was, like, when I wasn't too fond of my material and they are like, that was really funny. It's mm-hmm. like, damn it. Like, because I have to change it. Like, I know I've got to change yeah. it. So it's like, it's like, you know what it's like? It's like you're walking your kid. And they're like, that's a cute kid. And you're like, fuck, I'm putting it down like tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why'd you have to make this harder? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it is one of the, yeah, I, I get what you mean. I, I think, yeah, I used to feel that. I used to feel that when I would be, when I knew that I wasn't being authentic. Yeah. Like when I would go up and I'd be like, let's see if I can get away with the lie this time. Like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, I think that was a lot of my, like, uh, like the beginning of my standup mm. is I was like, I'm going to present a version of myself that doesn't really exist. Yeah. But it's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I can hold it for five minutes. I can hold it for 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, but when they meet me off stage, I'm going to be different. Uh, and I think that that when people used to compliment that, I it actually, I think, 
harmed me comedically in a way because I think I was so good at the lie mm. that people couldn't see through it. Like maybe other comics could. I think probably other comics could and they're like, that's not authentic. But the audience couldn't. And so when they would come up to me and be like, hey, that was a good set or whatever, I'd be like, oh, it was exactly that where I was like, oh, I had the opposite thing where I was like, oh, I need to keep doing this. I remember like, yeah. oh, this is, this is, I'm getting positive feedback here. I need to keep doing this. And then I, d- I think it, the, like the first time I was like, okay, here we go. Energy, big energy. This is what I'm doing. I'm this kind of person. Up I go. And I didn't do well. And I was like, oh, well, I didn't want to fucking be that guy anyway. Yeah, so like, fuck you guys for talking me into that. Yeah. yeah. I was like, you fucking convinced me that that's what you wanted. Yeah. Me. Yeah. And now I did it. And you're like, no, nah, we don't like that anymore. Oh, and that yeah. was like that was my like Jim Carrey moment of it like you can fail doing the thing that you don't want to do. Oh, great, great right. inspo, yeah. Yeah, where I was like, oh, true. I was like, okay, well then I may as well just say what the fuck I want to say. Yeah. If it doesn't matter if you're gonna like it or not, you mm. know what I mean? If I don't, and then from then I uh, the bomb started feeling less bad because I was like, at least I was saying what I wanted to say. Bombs hurt the most when you aren't saying what you wanted to say and then you still don't do well. Yeah, exactly. When you're being inauthentic and you still don't do well. Mm. But when you're being you and you bomb, it sucks, but it doesn't suck as bad. Because you're like, there's something there. Even in any bomb, I'm sure, like you find something where you're like, this has potential. I could feel it, even though it wasn't fully there. Like there's that there. Like I know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Whereas like when you're trying something that you know is not you and it doesn't mm. go well you don't come back to it you know immediately yeah. like yeah they sniffed that shit they fi- they figured out it wasn't me yeah. they figured out i was bullshit um i'm not coming back to it yeah yeah and watching the cancer video really oh that's so out of context but yeah, yeah <laughs> watching yeah, yeah, the yeah, cancer yeah. video helps me with that stuff yeah 100 percent. it's like i may as well just do this yeah yeah there's a video of a guy dying basically and yeah I that watch motivates him. Bullshit. yeah <laughs> that's how i get motivated watch, yeah. literally watching someone die yeah and i go you know what i'll get up tonight yeah, yeah it's the small thing it helps it helped yeah. that night yeah, it did. Mm. Um, well, Alex, yeah, thank you for coming on. Dude, that thank you for having me. That was sick. a good chat. Do you have any uh, departing words, anything you want to plug or anything like nah, that? Nah, bro, check out my Instagram. Start liking shit. Yes, exactly. It's Alex, L-E-K-S. Yeah. Uh, Malinkovic. M- yeah, M- M-I-L-I-N-K-V-I-C. There we go. Fucking, your boy needs followers. Get <laughs> <out of there. laughs> Um. Yeah, thank you very much for coming on. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you.